MLR Nation, episode 396. It was just that, look, I knew that for me to change something, I had to change me. And in the process, a lot of people got changed. They had success, and I had success. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. People call me the Oprah of MLM. And I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Luciano Fidalgo. Hey, Luciano, are you ready to make it happen? Thanks for the invitation. It's great being here with you. Hey, for those who don't know Luciano, Luciano has been in network marketing for over 30 years and has developed a group of more than 100,000 distributors in over 20 countries. He's earned, he's earned over millions in lifetime commissions and has helped dozens of associates earn six figures. Luciano has also traveled over 70-plus countries doing different trainings for our different teams. So, Luciano, I've given ML Nation just a brief background, but please share more about your background. How did you uh, come across network marketing? Well, you know, the, the first time I came across... Uh network marketing, uh, Simon, it was in 1987. I had just graduated from the university, and uh, lo and behold, my sister called me and, and said to me, hey, I just saw the perfect business model for you. I said, great. She says, come to my house after work, and I'll show you. So I left work, went to my sister's home. I said uh, to her, I said, so what's this business all about? She says, I'm not sure, but there's a box on top of my table, so if you open the box, there's a paper there, read it. It explains everything. So obviously I read it, didn't understand half of the, most of the things that it said. But I saw one thing, the more circle I had, the more money I made. And I realized that, uh, that it was just me sharing with other people. And that's how I actually got involved. And I didn't realize anything other than if I, if I, if I can create lots of circles, I can make some money. So that's how I signed up. So there was no skepticism whatsoever, nothing? No, because I, I, while I was 22, I had never heard of network marketing before. I didn't come across anybody who was, you know, negative. You know how those people are. My grandmother was in, my grandfather was in, and they lost their shirts. I didn't come across any of that. Now, I did come across one thing. Because I got involved before I actually saw the business presentation, uh, I went to the business presentation. I was already involved, and then I realized that I had to talk to people and I had to sell something, and I was afraid of doing both of those things. <laughs> so what happened? So after you did that, uh, how was your first couple of weeks or month like? Buddy, I was trembling. I mean, I literally, I, I had fear of speaking in public. I had fear of, you know, talking to people that I didn't know. Uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't realize it. But then I had a really uh, awesome upline who said to me, he said, look, you, you know, I know you probably don't believe this. Uh, he says, but if you, if you just believe in me, I believe in you and I'm going to make you and help you and show you that you can be successful in this. So the first three months, Simon, I pretty much invited some of the people that I had in my warm market. They came to my home. My upline came, drove an hour and a half one way, did that for two and a half months, sat the board, did the presentation, and within three months, I was making almost 3000 bucks. 3000 bucks uh, total or? A, a month? month. Wow. A month, yeah. Okay, so what was the, uh, let me ask you, how, what was the turning point? How did you go from... Uh, trembling and not wanting to talk to someone to what did this upline do do for you well how did you how did you do the business well he you know he took me 
and and you know, so it's almost like learning on the go. Uh, he, you know, he he would. I would make the phone calls to the people that I knew that you know that I liked, and they would come to my house. And then he would come um, every week for like two and a half months. He would come in and he would do the presentation, and that's how I got started. So in in, in those times that I was getting started, I was getting some some confidence. You know, I was watching him. My business was actually you know growing a little bit. So. I began to get a little bit of confidence. I, I was reading a lot. I mean, I read like never before. I had promised myself because I had just graduated from the university. I had promised myself I would never read anything other than sports page and sports magazine. You know? <laughs> but, but he's a very smart guy. You know, he said to me, he said, look, he said, I'll make you a deal. He says, when you read every day, 20 minutes for five years, so you can make a six-figure residual income. I said to him, he said, I don't want to read it, but I'm not stupid. Show me the books. And, and I haven't stopped reading in 30 years. Wow, read every day for 20 minutes for five years and you make six figures. Very good. Uh, what, what was some of the most memorable books you read at that time when you, you were 22 that really made it because I, because I hated reading, one of my favorite books was a book uh, named, uh, titled Skills with People. Les mm. Giblin, I don't even know if it's available anymore. But the reason I liked that book, it was, it was really good information and it was really, really small. You could read it in half an hour, the entire book. So I, I read that book. I read The Magic of Thinking Big, Thinking Grow Rich, you know, all of the classic books that we have in the, in, in the industry, in the profession. Now, why do you think a lot of new distributors uh, sometimes they struggle while you were able to have success uh, pretty quickly? What are they doing uh, that doing wrong? Well, I'm not sure that they're doing anything wrong, Simon. I, I, you know, I, I've heard a lot of trainings that, that are really, really good. Um, and, and I, I, I think this, this one thing that I, I hear over and over and over again, and I, gotta, I have to tell you, for me, uh, being able to connect with my upline was the most awesome thing that could happen to me in this profession. Uh, I know there's some people that think that you don't need an upline to, to build a business, and that's true, you know. But I learned from two of the biggest masters in the profession. I mean, these guys, you prob- you know, if I tell you the name, you probably know who they are, but I won't. Uh, but these guys build billion-dollar businesses in network marketing, you know. And what I learned from them was, you know, your, your first line, your first live line is your upline, you know. So why is that? Because they had the, the, the best interest in your success. So I learned that from the guy that I was working with. That Look, nobody is going to have a more vested interest in my success than my upline. So that's how we work our business. And how, that's how we edify our, our business, you know. So, yes, I understand that, you know, you can build your business without your upline. No question. You can. But I, I'm telling you, some people struggle because they were like me. They, they don't have the confidence to talk to, to people. They don't have the confidence to show a business plan. They don't like speaking in public. They, they just don't, you know, they, they don't believe in the, in the profession yet because they're just getting started. So if they don't have somebody who can help them and teach them and hold their hands, they get stuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's part of the reason that, you know, you get a lot of people who are brand new people. They get in the, the, the profession. They try for 90 days or for 60 days and then they, they get frustrated or they, they get mad because everybody in their family is telling them they can't do it. And, they, you know, they're wasting their time and their grandmother was in. And shit. So if you don't have somebody who's saying to you, hey, Simon, you're great, man. I know you can do this. I can help you. Let me take my experience and show you. That then becomes difficult. Absolutely. Um, what was like, a turning point, aha moment for you? Like in your journey, uh, you're doing well, uh, 3000 a month. And after this, maybe it was an event or something. Then your business really, really took off. Well, my turning point was easy. I went, I went to an event. 
Uh, I, I, I actually got started in October, and I went to an event at the, I think it was like the end of November, beginning of December. Now, you know, like you said, why is it that new people get in and leave? See, I, I had a lot of doubts before I went to that event. But my applying again was a very smart person. He says to me, he says, look, he says, I'm going to tell you something. He says, if you come to this event and you sit and you listen to everything that they're going to give you the weekend, he says, if you tell me at the end of that event that it was not worth it, I'll give you money back. Sure. Cool. So I, I went. But I didn't go with the, with the idea that I wanted to get my money back. I went in with an open mind and ready to go listen. Man, when I got to this place in Washington, D.C., there were over 10,000 people there. And I'm seeing people from every background, every creed, I mean, every color, every size that you can think of. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching these people. And some of them are farmers and some of them are doctors and some of them used to be involved in government. And some of them are, you know, highly professional people. And I'm watching them and they're going across and guess what? They're having the same struggle. They, they're scared to speak in public. They, they, they're messing up their names and their last names and their wives. They can't you know, remember what their names are. And I'm looking at these people and I'm like, Wow. This is incredible. Everybody, most everybody goes through the same exact thing I'm going through. So my belief level went way sky high. And, and that's when, that was the turning point in my business. After I came back from that event, I realized that, look, everybody's going to go through the same exact thing. Let me just go sit, make a plan with my upline, and then let him teach me. So I, 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 you know, I, I became like a sponge who was ready and, and willing to learn the things that I needed to do to become successful. You became super, super coachable. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and look, I mean, you got the word right there. If you're not coachable and you don't know what you're doing, that's a recipe for total disaster. Mm-hmm. So this is my favorite question. In your 30-plus years in the business, uh, what is your worst, worst moment in network marketing to the point that most people uh, will have quit a long time ago or you, you, you may even regret doing this? But you stuck. Right. You stuck in there. That's that's why you're the leader you are today. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> I I have lots of those. But I'm going to give you the, the probably the one that really motivated me the most. Because you could take it either way. You know, you could take away. Oh my God, this person has just told me this, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to go cry and I'm not going to do anything because you know they they got all this this this, this credibility. <laughs> to me, I was really mad when this happened to me. You know, I was you know early twenties. Um, I was just getting some confidence. To, this is the first person that I could, I went by myself to go talk to, like my bigger brother, you know, uh, high school uh, science teacher, math teacher, grew up playing soccer with him my entire life. You know, he was my coach uh, growing up. So I went and, and sat with him, and uh, you know, and I and I took my presentation nervous, you know, like shaking, talking to him. You know, I knew him. I, I was in his house all the time. So I'm, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm nervously opening my pages and. And speaking to this guy, He's, he was very, you know, attentive listening. And uh, and I finished. It took me maybe, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I finished. He looked at me. He says, so let me ask a question. He says, you just graduated from the university. I said, yes. He says, normally, people that go, they graduate, they come out smarter. What happened to you? <laughs> I tell you, that made me mad. I didn't let him see it. I just said to him, I said, look. I came to get your opinion. I'm glad that that's only your opinion, and I'm, you know, and and I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say thank you for your time and and for listening. And I just left. I was furious. So I was now. I had see, I had two dreams when I was getting started. One was to get rid of my boss, and the other one was to get rid of my alarm clock. Now I had a third dream. That third dream was I want to stuff this thing in this guy's face and show him that he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> you know, and. Uh, and, you know, I remember when I was probably 
I don't know, maybe a year, 12 months or something like that. And I had gotten a really nice paycheck from the company. And I remember walking up to him and he says, hey, well, how's that business going? I said, well, you know, it's not as good as I thought. So I had a copy. Back then, they send you checks at home. So I had a copy of the check. I stuffed it in his face. I said, is that more than you made after two years of teaching? He just looked at me like, I said, yeah, I'm glad I didn't listen to your expert opinion. So to me, that, that still sticks in my head today. I still see him. <laughs> that is an awesome story. Um, you know, for those viewers or listeners, and they, if they have fear, uh, how would you teach them to overcome that? If they're trembling and maybe they're not good talkers, what can you share? How, how can they get that, get that confidence? Well, for, I'll tell you what I did personally. I don't know if that's what other people would say, but I'm telling you personally what I did. First of all, uh, when I had fear, the book that helped me the most was a, a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. I remember reading that book, man, I'd get all excited, and then I'd go out, go prospecting. I'd walk right in front of people. I wouldn't say anything. Come <laughs> back home, read the book again, get fired up again, go back and do the same thing, come back, nothing would happen. But, but you know, but, but inside I was growing, you know. So what I did is, because my group was growing, my organ- people in my organization would say, man, you know, we want to know how you prospect. I said, I don't. They said, no, you do, because people are coming in, so what is it that you do? So it forced me, Simon, to go out with a few people in my downline, and teach them how to prospect. Guess what happens? Since I'm the big leader, I had to do it. And, mm-hmm. and little by little, you know, we would go out, we would prospect, and we became more comfortable, and we became more comfortable, and became more comfortable to, the, to, the, to this day where, you know, it's just it's part of what we do on a, on a regular basis. But that's what I personally did. So I didn't go have, I didn't go find somebody to work on my head. And, you know, I, I just feel like, okay, here's my choice. Here's my option. I can do this for five years, change my life forever, well, I can go do the 40-40-40 year plan that everybody is in. I didn't want to do the 40-40-40 year plan because that was way longer than the five years. So I made a very, very easy decision. Okay, I, I, I know I don't like speaking in public, but is it worse than get up every day in the morning and go to work for 40 years? Hmm. And I made a decision that it was not worse than doing that. You know, so that's yeah. part of the something. That's some of the things that I did. It's all about desire and the focus. Um, hey, for those on Facebook Live, Felicia Shelton, the book that uh, Luciano talked about was The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz, uh, printed out in the 70s. It's a classic. You can get that. Uh, so, Luciano, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about uh, growing a global business. You have a, you build a global business in all these different countries. Uh, what are some tips you can share about expanding global? Well, first question is, uh, before going to ex- talk about expanding globally, when sh- or when sh- is there a time when it's too early to expand glo- globally? Well, uh, this different, and I mean, different people will give you different answers to that question. Uh, look, I I believe that if you're building business, you're building a business. You know, like let's say if I if I just now right now just spoke to somebody and they came in in my organization and they're from Colombia, you know, and they're just getting started and they say to me as an example, oh. All my family is in Colombia. Well, what am I going to tell them? Well, you need to get to a certain level before we talk to your people, in, your family in Colombia. No, but that's not how I build my business. You know that. But 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 you're going to have people who are going to be from other countries who your business is operating there. Then why not take advantage of that? You know. But the way I expanded my business was um, first of all, I made a lot of relationships in lots of many countries because I used to in 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 the I have only been involved in 30 years with two companies, time. Two companies, 30 years. In my first companies, I, I did a lot of traveling, so I met tons of people and I made a lot of relationships, you know. 
So, so when I when I began to build the business, a lot of them were already, you know, friends. But what I would say to a brand new person who's building the business, build locally with a global vision. You know, what does that mean? That means that if I live in New York, well, build your business in New York. Now, if you live in, in Orlando, if you live in New York, if you live, you know, Tennessee, it doesn't matter, Miami, Boston, just build your business where you live. Because what you want to do is you want to make enough money from your business before you can start going out and building your business internationally. I mean, today we have some, also so, many, so much more technologies than when I was first getting started. You can get on different platforms and speak to people from here to Australia. I mean, you can do all kinds of different things today. So it makes it much, much easier, you know. But when I was getting started, you, have, you know, we, we did it that way because we didn't have the technology that we have today. But, but I still still say to people today, look, if you're building your business locally, it will take you international. Because think about, you know, I, I live in Orlando. I mean, there's people here from all over the world. I know if I wanted to find people who live in Brazil, I know exactly where to go. If I wanted to find people from the UK, I know where to find them. If I wanted to find people from India, or if I wanted to find, you know, people from different places in Asia, I can go there. And I can begin to develop that relationship. That's one way that I did it. But today also, you know, there's another way that you can do it because you can get on Facebook and you can do social media and you can find people all over the place right there in your living room. So, so you know, so, so it... Uh, to me, personally, I don't. I, I you know I like to get people starting their business and help them make some money quickly, see success quickly, because then they the belief level goes up, and then you know they can see that hey, you know this thing is really working. Then go expand your business. Hmm. How do you support long distance teams? Um, today I do a lot of um, conference calls, webinars, but I go a lot. I just came back from Sweden last weekend, and this this uh, uh, in October I'm I'm going back to to Spain, so, you know, we do Canada, so, you know, I, I, I still travel, but I, we do, uh, I do a lot, together with my team, we do a lot of things on, 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 on the internet, you know, a lot of virtual meetings and trainings and stuff, hmm. you know. but I believe that face-to-face, Simon, is always the best. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, here's a question from uh, Facebook Live, Felicity, there's someone on her, uh, signed up from Canada, and she mm-hmm. doesn't have a clue who they are, what advice would you have for her to build from a distance? She signed somebody in Canada who someone doesn't have signed a... up. Someone signed up someone in Canada, in her downline, uh-huh. and so she doesn't know who these people are. And uh-huh. what advice, how would you train them, support these people? And she, well, she's obvi- in distance. obviously, first, you know, the first thing I would do is build a relationship with them. You know? uh, if I don't know somebody, the only way I'm going to find out who they are is just pick up a phone and say, hey, let me give you a call and chat with you a little bit. Uh, maybe let me send you an email. I like to pick up a phone and chat with somebody who just signed up in my business, uh, uh, you know, that I don't know. Sometimes you're going to get through, sometimes you're not going to. So in that case, I'll just send them an email. But if, if they say, hey, I want to build a business, or they're building a business, but you don't know them, pick up the phone, talk, talk to them. And the first question that you should be asked, obviously, after you introduce yourself is, hey, listen, why did you get in, what's the reason you got involved? Because you got to know what their visions are so you can then help them, you know? Because yeah. if you know what they're looking for, if you know what they're shooting for, if you know what the plans, you know, plans, why they got involved, then you can say, hey, listen, I, I want to help you put a plan together that we can work, and I want to help you. Um, now, let's share another story. Um, what would you consider your proudest moment in network marketing? A proudest moment? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. Nobody's ever asked me that. I guess uh, when I was able to call my boss and say, hey, buddy, it's been good, <laughs> but I'm out of here. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, listen, you work hard uh, and, you know, and people tell you you can't do it and 
people tell you that you're wasting your time and people tell you that you can't make money. And, you know, when, when you make so much, you, you're making so much money that you know you're making way more than what you need to just do the business on a full-time, uh, uh, you know, be full-time, you don't need a job. Uh, that's a huge accomplishment. And I think, I think for me that, you know, that's, that, that was like the, 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 the top of, 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 you know, of my experiences I was building my business mm. where I got to the point where I said, hey, this is it. I work hard, been working two jobs, and now I'm going to quit that one so I can focus on this one. And what did you, what type of job did you do when you were 21, 20, what did you study in college and what did you work? I was studying, I studied marketing. Uh, so I have a marketing degree, but I was working with my family. They have a, a wholesale retail uh, uh, business uh, back in Boston where I, where I grew up and where I lived. So I was working 60 hours a week uh, doing that job. And then, uh, and then when I got started, um, it, it was like, Three months later, I went to my boss, who was my brother and my sister, and said, hey, listen, I can't afford to work for you guys 60 hours a week anymore, so I either work half time, I quit, you know? <laughs> I nice. said, you got me into this, you got me into this, so, you know, I'm, you know, so, but, and, they, and they were gracious enough to say, hey, you know, uh, you know, that's fine, so, so that's, that, that's what I did, and it wasn't easy, because, you know, when you work for your family, you do whatever is necessary, man. Hmm. Is there, here's another question, is there a difference between business relationships or regular relationships? Or it's just relationships, um, just relationships. Relationships to me is relationships. Uh, yeah. Look, the, the, the people, the people when, when, when they get involved with you, at least the way I think of my business, uh, I'm not just selling a starter pack or whatever, you know, or, or sign somebody up to sign them up. When I get somebody started, it is my responsibility to help them become successful. I mean, I take that so serious, Simon. Because I don't, my business doesn't grow. My business doesn't change. Nothing, nothing happens if I'm not helping somebody become successful and, and having them achieving their goals and their aspirations and, and having that vision. So, so to me, that's number one. I have to make sure that I know why you get involved so I can see how I can help you become successful. What's the one thing that excites you most about the profession now? Well, I, look, I got in, I had five reasons why I got in. Number one reason was to make money. Number two was to make more money. Number three was to make more money, more money, more money. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, I mean, look, I'm speaking from my heart. You know, I'm not telling you I got in to help people. That happened later because I needed to help myself. See, too many people in our profession, when you ask them, why are you getting it? Well, I want to help somebody. Well, look, if you need help yourself and you don't help yourself first, how are you going to go help somebody? Right. You know? So, so, so I got in to change my financial future, but in the process of you changing your financial future, you're helping so many other people changing their financial future because you can't do it by yourself, you know? That's why when you say, what, what was the turning point? Where was the light that came on for you to go from where you had, you know, you didn't want to speak to people, you were afraid? What happened? It was that. It was just that, look, I knew that for me to change something, I had to change me. And in the process, a lot of people got changed they had success, and I had success. Yeah. How have you seen the profession change since you got started? Uh, do you see people more open to it? How, I mean, how have you seen? Where do you think this is going? I think, I think, I think more, you know, more people are open to it. I think we have professionalized it some, uh, for sure. You, know, you, get, you get some of the people that are actually having some great training, like yourself, uh, Simon, and, and your MLM Nation uh, uh, program that, that they just making it so much more professional for the people that are actually in look, coming and looking at us. So we have changed that way. 
Uh, and I remember, look, when I first got started, man, people used to put stuff in the back of their car, man, and just go drive around and see how many people can buy this stuff. You know, and then and then you had to pay them the commission check. You paying them. I mean, it was it was it was like the Wild West back then. You know, so so now you know you have that. The technology has changed 180 percent. You know, before if I if I had somebody in California, I had to put some tapes. You don't even know what that is. You know? <laughs> I had to put some tapes and brochures and everything, stick it in the envelope, send it to California, wait maybe a week and a half, follow up with them. I mean, now I can just get on my, my, my phone. My business partner, this is my business partner, by the way. It does a lot of business all over the world. I can get on my business partner and right there, man, I can just send a link, I can send a, you know, a brochure or anything and right there they get it. So the way that we build a business today is so much easier, so much more professional, and the tools that we have are so much more incredible. Hmm. Um, thank you so, so much for sharing. As we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, mm-hmm. it could be quick answers. Uh, first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Well, uh, you can do all things to Christ who strengthens you. That, to me, you know, because of my background, because of where I come from, that's the rock that I lean on. Awesome. Amen. Awesome. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Read, 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 and read some more. When do you read normally? Do you have a routine? you read in the morning, at night? Uh, I don't have a routine. I used to read mostly at night. But now because I build my business whenever I want to, I'll just read. You know, when I, you know, read. I, I do a lot of audio reading. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Don't listen to the people who are not going to send you money when you need it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, what's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect now. Do you like to get on the phone and talk to them? Or do you like to send them a video first? Do you do a webinar, a Zoom, a home meeting? What do you like to use? If they're local, I like to do a, 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 you know, maybe a coffee shop, get together, chat a little bit. You know, If they're local to me. Uh, if they're not, if they're in some other places, it, you know, I like to maybe do a Zoom or you know, or at least grab, get on the phone and just. I don't want to send them in, any information without actually knowing what it is that they're looking for. So I like to touch base with them before I send them anything. Hmm. Good stuff. Um, do you have a favorite app on your phone or your online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? Um, well, I mean, I have. Let's see. Uh, my company, we have an app that we use that, that you know we send out a lot of stuff like that. So uh, I, I I I use that between that and Dropbox. Um, we seem interchangeable, so a lot of the things that I have in in, in my uh, Dropbox, I can switch it over and send it. So anything that 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 you have in your company or anything that you're using that makes it fast for you to send information is my favorite. Mm. You know. Um, let's talk about books. You had mentioned uh, Think and Grow Rich, The Magic mm-hmm. of Thinking Big. Uh, is there one, any other one or two other books that uh, you could recommend to ML Nation? There's one book that in all of my 30 years, I think is probably the, 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 the one, is one of the best books that I've ever read. It's called Beyond Positive Thinking by uh, Dr. Uh, Robert Anthony. Hmm. And I am telling you, you know, you hear a lot of things about positive thinking or you hear a lot of conversation about positive thinking. This guy takes it beyond that. And it is an incredible book. Yes, very, very good, Dr. Anthony. Um, Mm -hmm. Here's the last question. The million-dollar question. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. 
The million dollar question is, imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you're like an alien that went to another planet. Your phone, your contact list is zero. You don't have a family. You don't, no one. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch? Wow, that is a loaded question. A very good one. Um, if I was starting from the beginning, knowing that I know what I know, I would probably pick a city that's up and coming, a lot of millennials, go there. Because they're very active, they hate having a job, they look and control their time. So I would probably say, look, that's where I'm going to go, that's where I'm going to station myself and, and just go meet a bunch of them, you know. And because I like to work face, you know, face-to-face, even though we have all the technology. If I still know if I'm there, I can control it better. Where would you go to find these millennials? Where would you? Well, I think one of the cities is probably like places like Austin, Texas, a great place. Toronto, Canada, a great place. Uh, Vancouver, a great place. Uh, you know, places like maybe like L.A., uh, Miami, a great place. Uh, if, you want, if you want to do international, for sure, you know. Barcelona, Spain, another place with a lot of millennials there. I mean, there's this, lots of different places, you know. Awesome. Where would you go in the city? Like, do you, would you go to like a gym? Would you go to uh, a coffee shop? Where would you go? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I would probably go to, uh, you know, find groups, local groups that are talking about businesses. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, today online you can find all kind of uh, uh, different groups that are meeting, uh, you know, different hobbies. Uh, you know, there's some that talks about businesses, entrepreneurship, uh, sports, uh, nutrition, health, uh, you know, money. Find some of those and go there. And, 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 and the thing is, don't go, don't go there with, with you know, oh, I'm going to talk to anybody. Just go there and make, make relationships. Meet people. Make relationships. Sooner or later, in conversation, you're going to have a chance to talk, start talking about your business. But if you go there and the only thing that you're doing is pound, 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 people are going to be like, I'm staying away from that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, as we wrap up, any last words of advice, Luciano? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Okay. Well, the the, the best word of advice I can give everybody is is simply don't give up. Never quit. I have to tell you one more story and then we're done. Yeah, sure. Look, I I, I remember my business was growing and, uh, and, you know, and and, and the leader in my organization said, listen, you're going to have to go to the the weekly meeting. Oh, my God. I was like, are you kidding me? No way. He says, so when do you think you're going to be ready? I said, uh, I'll let you know. He said, no, you better be ready in three weeks because you're on schedule. It was the worst three weeks of my life, okay? So the day of the meeting, I used to live in Boston, so I was praying that it would snow, that it would snow, that nobody would come. No, nah, it was the nicest day, man. <laughs> and I was praying that nobody would show up. And we, we, we used to average about maybe 80 people. We had over 100 people that night. And I was practicing the whole day. I went to work. I said to my brother, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. You got me into this, so now I got to go to this presentation. So make long story short, go to the presentation, start doing the meeting, and uh, it was a, back then the meeting was like an hour, an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 45 minutes. I stopped talking. I started talking less than five minutes. I drew blank, forgot everything that I was supposed to be telling the people, and I just walk off stage. That was my first meeting. And if I can, if I can, if I can still become successful, nobody should have any excuse why you know why why, why they can't make it work, you know. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so that, you know, and I have tons of those kind of stories because, you know, those are the kind of stuff that I went through to, to, to have the success that I have. And let me tell you, it is worth everything that I went through to have the lifestyle that I have today. And I'm saying to the people that are listening, 
I don't care what you have to go through. It, it will be worth it when you get to the point where you have your financial freedom. It will be so worth it for you. So you, we can connect. I, I have a blog, LucianoFidalgo.com. I'm on Facebook at Luciano Fidalgo. So uh, if anybody wants to connect, they can do it that way. And again, Simon, I just want to say so much thank you for inviting me. It's been a, a privilege and an honor being here with you and, and, and doing this interview. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Luciano Fidalgo. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Luciano. That's L-U-C-I-A-N-O at the search bar. And all the nuggets of wisdom, the books that Luciano talked about, or the nuggets of wisdom will be right there. In order to be successful in life and network marketing, you must help others. So, Luciano, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. ML Nation, the Simon Chan recap here. Great show from Luciano Fidalgo. Make sure you connect with him. Go to mlnation.net. Just search. Actually, we actually uh, have a webpage with all the podcasts. Go to mlnation.net forward slash podcast and you can look for Luciano, L U C I A N O, or the search bar. Search for Luciano, L U C I N O. L-U-C-I-A-N-O, and you can uh, find the show notes and uh, also contact info. You can connect with them right there. Um, great show because someone that had no skills, scared to talk. I mean, from the stories where he had to do a presentation for an hour and a half, and he spoke for five minutes and froze up, right, to um, being a person who was scared to talk to people. He joined right away and then realized, oh, I got to do all this work. I talk to people. He got start freaking out, couldn't do it. Um, but the thing was he was coachable. The key thing was coachable and just making it simple. Instead of selling, just inviting people to this people's house, invite friends to his house, and then his upline, we drove like two and a half hours, uh, we'll go there and present to them. And while he's doing that, he's also read for 20 minutes a day, right? And his upline told him, if you read for 20 minutes a day for five years, you make six figures. And he hated to read, but he would do it because it makes sense, six figures. And he talked about like overcoming fear and over, you know, doing things he didn't want to do. In the back of his mind, he's always saying, well, I'm going to work 40 years at this job. Would I rather have that or would I rather go and just uh, work 40 years and just stay in my comfort zone or push myself? And so it's just him pushing himself or doing the things that you know, he didn't want to do but no grow him. And always keep in mind that if he did this, he would go out and he would achieve it. And I think one of the magic words that his upline said, I don't know if you paid attention to this, was if you believe in me, believe in me, right? believe in me, and I will believe in you, and we'll make this happen. And so how many of you actually say that to your downlines, teams? Believe in me. We'll make this happen. Because right? sometimes, they, you, you, you know, your team needs that mentor. Uh, they need that someone that believes in them. Leaders believe in their people. You know, the turning point for Luciano, you heard it over and over again. It's like a broken record. It's the events, right? That was the turning point. Um, he went to the event. He got started October. Didn't want, really want to go. But his upline told him, hey, if you go there, sit there, and don't learn anything, I'll refund you refund the money. He went there and you know, events is about building belief. His belief went sky high. So people ten thousand people, all different type of ethnicities, walks of life being there. Uh that's the turning point of his business. And you know, next you know he's earning three thousand a month and then more and became full time. Um I love how he handled it. Uh he shared about his worst moments. The person who came to uh the, the teacher that said that you know most people go to college to become smarter. But what happened to you? Right, totally insult him that way. But when you have haters like that, instead of letting it affect you, use it to motivate 
Use it as motivation. He used it to motivate himself, and it made him better, right? Uh, he's talking about his dreams. He had the three dreams, and that was the third dream to prove that person wrong. The haters use them as fuel to prove people wrong. Uh, he talked about a couple books in terms of you're lacking self-esteem or fear, the magic of thinking big. Um, and also, sometimes you really want to learn something, just start teaching your team. That's one of the things I did. I didn't really like to recruit and pick up the phone, but I started teaching my team how to do it. And when you teach your team, well, you know it. So you may be listening to the show. You may feel like, oh, I know this. You don't really know it until you can teach it. That's when you know you really, really mastered it. Uh, last thing here, talk about global expansion. Um, you know, build locally uh, with a global vision. I love that. Build locally with a global vision. So wherever your city you are, build locally. Because it, but with a global vision. Because if you meet the right people or you want to go, you know, hit a certain ethnicity group, you automatically be able to expand to different countries. Uh, you go to those, use Facebook to find people. And the best way to connect, and I agree with them, is travel. You can do conference calls, Skype, webinar, Zoom, where people see you face-to-face. Uh, but traveling and just getting to know people, build relationships. And there really isn't like a business relationship or other relationship. A relationship is a relationship. Just be one person, right? That's like integrity. Don't like, if there's a business relationship, you treat this person differently. If someone doesn't benefit you, you treat them differently. That's not integrity. And sometimes we get confused with that. It was a great question that was brought up. It's just treat everyone the same. Uh, but if you have long-distance lines, get on the phone with them, face-to-face, you know, Zoom, FaceTime. Those are all great ways. So great show from Luciano, Luciano and uh, 30 event in order with two companies that made it happen. He's a total rock star. Definitely connect with him. MLM Nation, I appreciate you for listening. Hey, I'm the Oprah of MLM. I just love what I do. Uh, I, my belief, you know, I believe network marketing is awesome. Gives everyone a chance to win. And that's why I love it so much. You know, I, you know, I believe we're all born with unlimited potential. And network marketing unleashes that potential. And that is so true from, you know, Luciano. Unlimited potential. You never thought of it. He would never... He probably didn't even believe himself at 21 years or 22 that he could do what he's doing right now. He's so scared to talk to people, but network marketing unleashes that potential. Network marketing also allows us to give back more, and also network marketing allows us to be better parents and create a legacy. And that's why I do what I do. Uh, so thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this mission. And now it's off to you. And your turn to fulfill your purpose and your mission. Um, remember, we're in the profession to help others, so go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.